The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person out of the store of goodness in his heart produces good. But an evil person out of the store of evil produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart the mouth speaks. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, we're almost to spring, right? That's how. Well, we're on our, we are on our way to spring. And one of the things that happens every spring is, of course, Easter. And Easter is calculated by a weird set of, like, the month and the way that the lunar, lunar schedule goes and everything else. And I, I don't know exactly how to calculate it, but, but this is a late Easter than normal. It's a later Easter than normal. But in order to make Easter as powerful as it is, we need preparation. And so the church, in her wisdom, gives us 40 days of preparation to in some ways imitate the 40 days of Jesus in the desert before he started his public ministry. And so we ourselves are beginning those 40 days of Lent this Wednesday. If you didn't know that, surprise. Uh, This Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. And so that starts our 40 days uh, for uh, that time of preparation. And it's always important for us as Christians to do that preparation because every single year is a different year. We'd like to think, or at least I'd like to think, that, you know, maybe if you just do two or three Lents, you should be able to have figured it all out by that point, and then you're just good, right? You don't need to worry about, you know, changing your practices or anything else. But we realize that life changes, and there are, although life is a long journey, there are certain times when we need to sprint or have a greater intentionality, a greater intensity to our faith in order to help grow and strengthen our faith throughout our entire life. And Lent is one of those times that are 40 days. It's not saying for the rest of your life you need to be sprinting, but that for these next 40 days that you take a closer look and sprint and take a harder intensity so that you might be able to have a fuller relationship and closer relationship with God. Part of Lent is a self-awareness. The Gospel speaks about this, right? Can a blind person guide another blind person? No, or else they're both going to get hurt. We need somebody else to help us from the outside. And the church does that with Lent. 
But also, the fact is, is that a lot of the time we can get into a, a role of correcting other people, right? Of saying, what's wrong with their faith? What's wrong with, with their life? But we as Christians always should start with ourselves. And today, Jesus reminds us that even though that we notice the speck, perhaps, in our brother's eye, that we have a wooden beam in ours. And a wooden beam like a giant wooden beam, okay? Now, we'd like to think that, you know, we get that out once and then we're good. But the reality is, is that, you know, different things plague us at different times. And then we need to be, keep an awareness to be able to help keep that wooden beam from our eye to then be able to help lead and help other people. But we need to take care of, in some ways, ourselves first. For Lent, the church offers us a few different ways of growing, of, of uh, getting rid of that wooden beam, getting rid of our selfishness, getting rid of our sin uh, by uh, a few different practices. One of those is by fasting. And so specifically, there's lots of different ways to fast, but the way that the church talks about that it obligates anyone who's from 18 to 59 um, to fast on only two days out of the year, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. It's not too difficult, two days out of the year, to be able to fast. And uh, the fasting for that is not eating snacks and to uh, eat one normal-sized meal and two smaller-sized meals. And so it's not incredibly difficult, uh, but it should cause a little bit of discomfort in it. We as Americans, of course, don't like discomfort and we like convenience. But that fasting for just two days out of the year is a time for us to be able to remember that many people don't receive food. That, and that God, or our belly, is not our God. Okay, And so that's one of the things that the church asks. The other thing that the church asks is us to fast from meat on Fridays during Lent. Ash Wednesday and Fridays during Lent. Which again, isn't that difficult. I'm sure that there are many random days throughout your life that you don't eat any meat. But we ask in a particular way to focus on that. To be able to make a sacrifice. uh, To be able to offer that up and be a little bit inconvenient in the way that we eat. That it should change your normal pattern because for the next 40 days is a little bit different. However, those are not the only things that you should be doing during Lent. We shouldn't have so little that Lent isn't, the 40 days aren't different at all. And we shouldn't have so many things to do that we can't even remember what the list is. Okay? The church offers us three specific areas to think about and to specifically kind of pray about and to be able to see what areas for the 40 days to be able to change. Those three areas are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Prayer being the most important because it enlightens and gives light to all the others. Now, hopefully, of course, you're all here on Sunday Mass. Great, awesome, right? You check one, you're done with prayer, right? Now, well, 40 days, uh, again, a little bit more intense in some ways. Maybe for the rest of your life, you're not able to pray a rosary every day of your life. But maybe you make the commitment for the next 40 days, you're going to pray a rosary every day. And you're going to make that commitment, and you're good, certain other things and other projects are going to have to wait. But for these 40 days, you're going to make that commitment. Maybe you 
have a struggle with praying every day, right? Either in the morning or at night or finding some time. Maybe during these 40 days, you're setting in a more conscious way to be able to say, I'm going to pray 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes before I go to bed. I'm going to read some scripture. I'm going to journal and write a letter to God. I'm going to pray a Divine Mercy Chaplain, right? Those are all concrete ways in ways that we're able to measure to be able to say that these next 40 days are going to be different in prayer, right? And so I encourage you to think about that. What kind of ways in your particular life is God calling you to grow in prayer? To make a commitment for the next 40 days to be able to grow in a closer way in that desert with Him. The second way is, pr- so is prayer and fasting. So we talked about fasting a little bit earlier, just two days out of the year, right, that the church obligates, 18 to 59, in good health. Um, but there are other ways of fasting as well. Certainly food is the most common, and you can fast from, you know, chocolate, which I know some people have kind of like knocked, well, Lent isn't just about giving up chocolate. Right, Lent isn't just about giving up chocolate, but you know, let me tell you, giving up chocolate for some people is a lot harder than others, right? You know, and it should, whatever you fast from, whatever you give up in some ways, it shouldn't just be giving up, but also adding prayer, right, already. But fasting, if you're fasting from chocolate, that every single time that you want to eat some chocolate, that it's a reminder of, in some ways, your attachment to that earthly thing, and that you should be just as attached, actually more attached to God, right? That we shouldn't be attached to just earthly things that keep us here, but we should be attached to God. And that it should give us an opportunity whenever we're kind of tempted or we think about it or just being like, oh, I just want chocolate. Not as an opportunity for us to think about how terrible Lent is, like, oh, this is so miserable. But instead, an opportunity, in fact, for us to pray. So whether it's giving up chocolate, maybe it's giving up desserts, maybe it's giving up a particular food, But it can also be other things as well. Maybe it can be technology. Maybe it can be giving up Facebook. You say, well, I connect with a lot of people on Facebook. I see the different things. Well, maybe you give up Facebook and instead of seeing their pictures, you give them a call and see how it's going. And you interact with them personally instead of through that media. Maybe it's giving up YouTube. Maybe it's giving up, you know, watching TV at the end of the day. And instead of watching TV at the end of the day, you work on some projects, right? Maybe instead of watching TV together as a family, you play a game together as a family, right? That's a type of sacrifice, a type of fasting from something that isn't sinful, right? Watching TV, Facebook, chocolate, those things aren't sinful. But when we are overly attached to them... It's good for us to time, for times to step away and to be able to seek something that's even better, right? God and a life of wholeness in Him. The last thing is almsgiving. And almsgiving is giving money. And I, I hope all of you already, and I, I know many of you, already give alms in some ways to Our Lady of Lourdes here, right? Or you give it to the Pregnancy Help Center or St. Vincent de Paul or the Benjamin House. And those are great ways of giving alms, of giving money uh, to those in need or, or outside of yourself. One of the greatest things of almsgiving and why it's kind of linked and why it's so important is because one of the greatest idols that humanity has a tendency of making an idol out of money. And so almsgiving not only helps those in need, but it also tears down 
that idol, that replacement where we focus and place our trust instead of on God, we place our trust on money and security. Almsgiving helps us to sacrifice that, to be able to put our trust in God and to be able to give of ourselves in that selfishness. So I encourage in these 40 days to think about what kind of ways that you can give a greater amount in alms. Again, for these 40 days, I don't expect you to give away every single last penny that you make, right? To still be responsible, but to hopefully in some ways to be able to help sacrifice. Maybe it's fasting from buying coffee at the, at the store or, or buying dessert or something else and giving that money instead to alms, right? So that's a kind of a connection. Maybe it's, it's fasting from TV and taking that time to pray, right? But in three different areas, fasting or prayer, fasting and almsgiving are good ways to be able to help focus our life. The Holy Spirit, of course, wants to guide you in these 40 days in a special way. But we need to pray and be led by the teacher so that we don't fall into the pit, right? We need some outside force. And so certainly we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us in this Lent, to help guide us, to help it be a fruitful 40 days and not just another normal 40 days. Lent isn't just a time to reaffirm your New Year's resolution. It's a time to reaffirm your resolution with God, to grow closer to Him during these 40 days so that when spring, when Easter comes, when that new life comes and we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we might fully be able to celebrate because we have fully given our life to Him and engage in a greater way. So let's take this Mass to be able to pray in these next few days before Ash Wednesday to pray in a greater way. What kind of ways is God calling you this Lent and for the rest of your life?